0: With proven strategies, systems, and processes, we've saved our clients tens of thousands in legal fees and helped define their future. And now we're doing the unthinkable. We're revealing the secrets the lawyers have tried to hide and giving you our formula for five steps to a seamless divorce. We're changing the world one divorce at a time, so stay tuned. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Divorce Angel Podcast. As I sit here, it is the week of Christmas, and who would have thought, as a society as a world we have been through pretty much some massive changes some terrible terrible sorrows we've seen things that possibly let's hope we will never see again it has been the easiest word to describe it earth shattering you know how we did things in 2019 and how we do things in 2020. Chalk and cheese. But I've wondered, depending on where you are right now, have you noticed that's what's been happening in your life? So even if it wasn't 2020, imagine if you're just going through a separation, what everyone else is dealing with right now in as far as the feelings around the uncertainty, the sorrow, the fear, all of the things that people are talking about, about COVID right now. If you're going through a relationship breakup, I recall so many of those feelings myself. I see so many similarities with what people are talking about, with what they're feeling with, with the uncertainty of, of the world right now. And here we are a few days from Christmas and it's been a really long year for so many people and maybe COVID has been the catalyst for your relationship breakdown. Maybe it's just been one more thing that you just can't deal with. And for many people, we put up with things that probably we shouldn't put up with, but we put up with them because sometimes it's easier to, to stay or to do what we've always done than it is to find the strength to do something different and to make things better. So what I thought we might talk about today, if it's okay with you, is you've probably been told that heading into your first Christmas will probably be really hard. And I recall my very first Christmas when my relationship broke up. Our relationship broke up in the November. So what, six weeks later, I think it may have been, maybe eight weeks later when it was Christmas. It was so raw because what I did, and this might be what you do, is all of a sudden, all I could do was recall all of the good. But let's be honest, our relationship broke down because of the bad and the things that neither of us could get over or repair. But here I was on this one day of the year, watching my children unwrap their presence in what has always been our family tradition. And our family tradition is that we always go to my mums with my brothers and all of the grandkids And every morning for my family is the most important part. We all have breakfast together. We all unwrap our presents. We tell stories about previous Christmases or whatever's happening throughout the year. And that brings us together sort of like the glue for the following year. And then after we have breakfast, everyone goes off their separate ways to do whatever they they need to do. So it's been that way since I was a, you know, well, I was going to say since I was a child. It's been that way forever. I've never known anything different, either have my children or my brothers. It's just how it is. So the year that my relationship broke up, I was watching my children unwrap their presents and I had this void and I remember watching them and rather than feeling happy, I felt so sad. I found myself watching them with tears rolling down my face. I don't even know where they came from. They were all of a sudden just there. What I did was I was recalling all of the good. I was recalling when their father was at the Christmas with us, when we were a happy family, where all of those things that I thought we were striving for, but here we were and I think to be honest I actually felt a little bit sorry for my ex-husband because he'd also been part of my family. He'd been part of every one of my Christmases as an adult because I'd met him as a, you know, as a 19-year-old. So for 22 years he'd been at our Christmas at our Christmas morning and he wasn't there this year. There was so much coming up for me. But the interesting thing If I could just share with you what you might go through, is the interesting thing is, and I don't know if you've seen this, but when a person passes away, in many cases, when people then talk about that person, they talk about all of the good things they did. It's highly unlikely that someone will ever say, oh, no, that person was really nasty, or they were a pig, or they were such and such. In most cases, when someone tells a story about someone that's passed away, They talk about all the fun times, all the good times, all the things that that person did. Because if you're anything like me, I was brought up to say, don't ever talk ill of the dead. And not that I'm trying to get morbid by any means here, but what I'm trying to illustrate is our relationship is probably something very similar. So all of a sudden, we're dealing with the death of what we thought our relationship would be like, right? we're we're dealing with the death of all of those expectations and um, even, I don't know, maybe the idealistic family that we thought that we were going to build. So on that Christmas morning, I remember standing there with the tears rolling down my face and all of the sadness that I felt throughout the year I was recalling all of the good, just like the death of someone in your family, like I was recalling all of the good things my marriage was. But here's the thing. The true meaning of Christmas is love. And I had felt not loved in my relationship for such a long period of time that I had to do something to change the way I felt. But Christmas morning, all it did, it just brought everything crashing down for me. It was a catalyst of everyone else having fun, a representation of having fun around me and me feeling isolated. So it compounded the pain that I'd been feeling for probably a few years. And I also think the other thing that may have happened when I look back, But I think I was also sad about the fact maybe it had taken me longer than it should have. Maybe I should have done something a lot earlier. But we can't go back, right? It is what it is. The reality of your situation, the reality of my situation is exactly that. So how do we deal with it? Because if I can teach you one thing, it would be that, yes, you probably are going to feel a little bit low. You probably are going to feel a little bit sad. But it doesn't mean it has to be bad. What it could be, it could just be mourning of whatever traditions your family have in place. So you could have a tradition in your family that you just don't want to be part of because something's either missing or it reminds you of something that happened previously. But here's the thing. We need to start making new traditions. And the other thing, like I before I said, the meaning of Christmas is love. It's love. And in previous episodes, I'm so big on talking about the fact you need to love yourself. You deserve to be loved. And if you're not being loved by the person you're in a relationship with, in many cases, it's because you don't love yourself first. When we love ourselves, then we put boundaries in place. And when we've got boundaries in place, the people around us respect us and they then treat us how we deserve to be treated. So if we're looking at the meaning of Christmas being love, how about 2021 is the year that you love yourself, that you do all of those things and put the boundaries in place. Maybe you find the time to put yourself first, to do what needs to be done to ask yourself the questions that you haven't had time to even consider because you've put everyone else before you for so long that you've made this decision now to either move on or you have found yourself in the position where you're having no choice but to move on and now is the time to really consider what you want. So this Christmas, I don't want it to be sad for you, but I want to try and give you some tools, if I possibly can, to help you get through it. What I'm finding at the moment with a lot of my clients, especially if you have got dependent children, a lot of the arguments at the moment are coming about because of access to the children. And both sides want to have special time with the kids. And it is incredibly important that if we're talking about love, just as long as it's safe, that you share the time so children can get to see both parents. They get to spend love and affection with other family members. It's important for the kids. It's important for their celebration It's important for them to know that year after year from this stage forth, things are going to go okay. But if your ex is trying to trigger you into an argument or causing some sort of um, issues right now, in many cases, the reason they're trying to trigger you is they themselves might be feeling all of the feelings that I talked about at the start of the podcast that I was going through. They're not looking forward to it either. They are hurting and the only way they can actually illustrate their hurt is by hurting you back. But in many conversations I've had with clients, you don't need to be triggered. It's up to you whether you are triggered or not. It's how you are interpreting what they are saying and it's how you respond to what they're saying that's going to either fix or it's going to cause an issue. So if what they're saying is trying to upset you or trigger you, just don't let it. Don't let it. Because if they can't get a response from you, they'll just go away. But if they do get a response and they know that they're going to say something and it's always going to upset you, I promise you, they're going to keep doing it time and time again because they're getting a need met by triggering you. Hopefully that makes sense, but I watch this all the time. And then, What stories are you telling yourself about Christmas? Like I explained to you at the start, the stories I was telling myself about Christmas is that we've all got to be together on Christmas morning. It's really important. And because my ex-husband wasn't there, I felt like something was missing in the room. And all I could recall were all of the good Christmases, And I'll be honest, like most of our Christmases were good. If my ex-husband and I ever did have an issue, in many cases, you know, it was never ever on Christmas Day. It was a day that we would always put everything aside and make things happy because we were giving to everyone else. We would both be giving, worrying about everyone else's happiness, worrying rather than him and I worrying about each other. And that's what a lot of relationships do. Before when I just spoke about the fact that if you don't love yourself – and you put everyone else before yourself, you're ignoring the issues that are underlying. But every year, no matter whether it's a COVID year or just a non-COVID year, at this stage, everyone is exhausted. If you work a full-time job, you're exhausted. If you're running around getting presents and things like that for your family member or family members, you're exhausted. Because it or just becomes a catalyst it becomes a just a volcano of emotions of tiredness of stress of alcohol of food of everything so add in on top of that what you're going through and no matter who you are how good you think you're doing you'll probably have moments of sorrow and that's okay it's all okay because you're mourning it and that's okay. It's healthy to mourn what you no longer have. So don't be hard on yourself. I want you to enjoy Christmas. I want you to enjoy the things that mean so much to you. You can celebrate the good memories. You can celebrate your children and how well they're doing. You can celebrate you. You can celebrate your strength. So something that I have been doing for a while now, and I've, I think I talked about it last week or the week before, is what I now have termed opposite day. And opposite day is the most inspiring thing I could ever have come up with. So what I find is that when things don't seem to be going well, it's how we are interpreting them. So if you feel like you're struggling, how about giving it a go? How about thinking the opposite? Let's just give it a practice. So let's say you get up on Christmas morning and all of a sudden you feel lonely, left out, hurt. Maybe it's none of those things. What if It was that you were loved and people in your family thought possibly you just need time. They don't want to interrupt you. They want to give you space. So they're not doing it to be mean or nasty. They're doing it because they actually love and care about you. What would that look like? What happens if your ex actually just does not know how to communicate with you? They don't know this is uncharted waters. Do I send a text message wishing Merry Christmas or do I not do anything? What should I do? How should I react? This is all so new. So when you're going through the day, maybe when you're feeling something, turn it around. Think of the opposite and then consider to yourself what actually could this be meaning? Because I'm interpreting it to mean x y and z where actually it means a b and c because your feelings follow your thoughts and when you feel something it's easy to really go downhill quite quickly it could just be for you a celebration that you're going to be okay that you got through this wretched year you were able to survive it you're healthy your kids are healthy, your family's healthy, and you've got a few days off and you're going to really consider what it is that you want for next year, you might even fall back in love with yourself. And that's, that's the best thing you can do. Please, 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 if nothing else, take some time to really find out what it is that you want. What do you need? Because when you know those things, you can then communicate that with other people. But in many cases, you don't know the answers to those questions. And because of that, you feel the way you do. And then what we do is we blame it on other people. It's actually not anyone else's issue. It's ours because we don't know the answers to the questions. So that there my darling friends, is your gift from me for Christmas 2020. I want you to spend some time and I want you to ask yourself what it is that you want, how do you need to feel and find some time to love you. Because when you love you, everything else, everything else falls into place. So from all of us here at Divorce Angel, that's all my team, we wish you a very Merry Christmas. And I can tell you for certain 2021 will be better because you will if you do what I asked you to do. 2021 will be so much better because you will have understood exactly what it is and then I can teach you the tools to go out and absolutely have an amazing future. So have a great day, have a great week and I'll talk to you next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Divorce Angel Podcast. Go behind the scenes of my business to learn the secrets no one else will share. Deep dive into the Divorce Angel process and listen to our most popular episodes over at tanyasummerton.com. If you love this episode of the podcast, do me a favor and head over to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review so we can reach more people and change more lives. That's all for now and I'll catch up with you next week.